Good morning. My name is Bill Sullivan. I'm the Vice President General Manager for U.S. Federal Business at Denodo, the logical platform data company. We're interviewing Dr. Joe Perez on behalf of CDO Magazine. It's a pleasure to have Dr. Perez join us, well-known public speaker at conferences around the world, and is going to share his thoughts on data, how to make it actionable, how to make it relevant, and how to deliver value through data. I, I think in the corporate world, uh, the competition ethos kind of drives more of that behavior. I think we have some more challenges yes. sharing in the government side for a variety of reasons. Um, have you seen, again, health and human services in the state and local market uh, consumes about 60% of the IT spend. Have you seen any use cases there where uh, that creation of a narrative has helped change policy in, in, in North Carolina or elsewhere, uh, particularly you know, in so. your field of expertise, the HHS? Sure, because when uh, the the thing about health and human services is we are here to serve the people. We are here to provide uh, necessary services. And once people can see, okay, this is the result of the work that you're doing, you know, they're not going to tell, well, I programmed 14 macros or I changed the joins and 87 tables in my uh, 650 terabyte database, you know, whatever that that doesn't matter. What does matter is uh, did adoption records get processed in time? Did um, did these kids get placed in uh, a living arrangement that was beneficial to them? Um, were the social workers able to take on a heavier load of uh, of cases? Were they able to respond in time? Were they able to meet the needs of the ones that are less fortunate, the ones that need the services the most? You know, uh, how are things going in early childhood education? Uh, what about uh, people that are uh, in, uh, in aging and adult services, um, are they getting the care that they need as well? And and when you add that human element, the story element, as it were, of seeing this is how my efforts are benefiting the people of this state, uh, that becomes a much greater motivator than sure, just I, simple you know, facts and figures. I'm glad you walked down that path. That's exactly where I was hoping you might go is that's that's where government's at its finest when it's taking care yes, of sir. the the weakest, those that are not right. able to defend themselves. And and yeah. and, and using the, the the data that you can find, you know, you know, again, uh, the child welfare system is an excellent example. You know, how do we maximize the efficiency of the social workers charged with protecting children in the foster care system or, or you know, at risk somewhere? Right. right. Um, and have specific data points that can that can show, can demonstrate and, and prove that indeed progress is being made, you know, not just anecdotal stories that someone says, well, things are terrible. Someone else will say, well, things are great. Well, is it terrible? Is it great? Do you go just by what people say or can you present some sort of finite, concrete measures that can authenticate, that can validate that indeed the job's getting done or identify areas in which we need to concentrate, areas in which we do need to reallocate resources and uh, possibly do a better job of serving the people of the state. And having those pieces of data, that those pieces of information that are measurable, that are repeatable, that are countable and so on, are the types of things that decision makers need to have before them 
uh, for, again, the data to be actionable, to get the insight that they need, and to be able to make those informed decisions that I keep harping about. You know, the data has to be actionable. Um, I've often said that data is actionable only when it helps people to do three things, make a decision, answer a question, or solve a problem. And to the extent that you're able to maximize those three points and get people where, yeah, the decision can be made, the, the question can be answered, the problem can be addressed, these concerns can be looked at and dealt with, uh, then I believe that's the true measure of success of your data gathering efforts. It's not just the numbers for the sake of the numbers. It's for the sake of who you're serving, how you're going to serve them, how you're going to get the job done, how quickly and efficiency it, efficiently it's going to be done, and how much you can increase a person's desire to, you know, to get excited about it and, and to take pride in their work, to take ownership in what they're doing so that they will put forth an even greater effort uh, to get that job done. And be able to articulate all that to the legislature. Right. Yes, which it can turn the purse strings exactly that can justify the the existing and continued spend because it's meaningful because it's actually doing what government is intended to do right protect the weak and help the harmed and and, you know I I just Mm -hmm. it it, that's why I was uh, particularly excited about our discussion today how do you um you know in this sort of environment again state government is is uh, every bit as complex they say that you know the top. 20 states are in the fortune 500 so just to, <laughs> for somebody that's not a uh, not a state government person that just gives you the idea of the scale that w- which we're talking i'm sure north carolina is probably well there's certainly the fortune 500 in terms of total budget and and population and so oh, yeah. forth so um yeah. anytime you have a budget with the word b billion instead of m for million then uh you know there's a pretty significantly large chunk of change going through everybody's hands so yeah Exactly, exactly. So in that environment, how do you how do you help the state find actionable data that can be used? You know, we're we're all facing a wave of data, but how do you find the actionable data that can be used to create the narratives that that you so beautifully articulated just a moment ago? (laughs) Thank you. So uh, finding actionable data, Bill, uh, is is the key. Yeah. You know, you think of uh, data. um, It's like a double edged sword. You know, um, and sheer volume and complexity can can make it pretty challenging, you know, for both government and business to extract actionable insights. Um, I've got a good quote. I'm trying to remember how it goes. Um, let's see. Futurist and author John Naisbitt, I think it was. Um, I think he said it this way. The world. The world is awash with data but we are drowning in information, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, amidst this data deluge, I guess I can call it now, you know, the one in which we are awash, you know, the information in which we are indeed drowning, it seems sometimes, you know. Um, there are several effective strategies for identifying and utilizing valuable data, uh, things that that drives business decisions, both in government and in private industry. Uh, I see the first step, first and foremost, in finding actionable data, clearly, clearly define your objectives, right? What, what is it that you want to achieve with the data, right? Are you um, are you trying to improve customer satisfaction? 
Do you need to increase sales? Do you need to serve a greater number of people? Are you interested in uh, increasing operational efficiency? That kind of, you know, having those clear objectives is going to guide your data search and it's going to help you to prioritize what's relevant and what's not. All right. Um, next, um, I think the next thing you do is identify the various sources of data, whatever it is that's available to you. You know, it might include internal data from your CRM, your ERP, your marketing automation systems, whether again, business or government, no difference. It's just different terms, right? Um, external de data from industry sources, from other governmental agencies, you know, understanding your own data landscape, whatever that might look like, whatever the topography might be, is going to determine, it help you to determine where to focus your search for that actionable insight. Um, thirdly, I'd say clean up your data, right? Organize that data. You know, it seems elementary, but people forget. I cannot emphasize it enough. Data quality is absolutely critical, crucial for extracting meaningful insight. You know, if it's not right, and if you can't figure it out, you're not going to get any insight from it. You know, you have to ensure that the data is accurate, consistent, free from error. You know, it's going to make it so much easier to analyze when you don't have to deal with errors and problems and things. Um, let's see, another thing, leverage data analytics tools and techniques, you know, those specific things that are going to transform those raw data into insight. You know, tools are great. They can help you visualize data patterns, identifying trends, uncovering hidden correlation that you couldn't possibly do on your own, you know, just by eyeballing it, you know, impossible to do. Uh, at DHHS, um, some of the tools that we use are, let's see, SAP Business Objects, Tableau, uh, Power BI, that kind of, you know, they're, they're certainly a treasure trove. You know, there's is a wealth of excellent tools out there to choose choose from out on the market today. So lastly, I would strongly encourage and urge people to consider, consider asking for help, you know, collaborate with other data analysts, data scientists, you know, data, uh, people who have the expertise to navigate complex data sets and extract those valuable insights you're looking for, you know, do not be intimidated if if their expertise exceeds your own. That's okay, because let's face it, that that very expertise might just help you streamline your own data exploration process, and at the same time, um, help uncover those hidden gems that you got to find that are in your data. That's how I see it, anyway. <laughs> Perfect. It, it's a good chance if if you'll forgive me, just to put a little plug in for for Donoto, who I'm I'm terribly uh -huh. privileged to represent. Um, you know, the, the, in government and also in industry, they use us to do much of what you just described. If somebody's got a you know a multi cloud environment, they still have a lot of data on premise. Uh, we're able to catalog that for them. Uh, we're able to uh, make that data available using role-based access security. So again, we talked about, do you yes. have the authorization to see certain data? Again, that's helpful in healthcare, education, criminal justice on the state and local side. And then finally, we can make that data available to, uh, you know, we have over 150 different pre-built APIs. So click Tableau, Power BI, all the data science tools, that kind of thing. So that's that's how Denoto fits in this equation. It's uh, it's particularly valued uh, by a lot of our government customers to be able to accomplish much of this. Um, and I just I just had to put the plug in because I, I am it's it's exciting and it's I'm, I'm proud to represent the company. No problem um, with that. 
On behalf of CDO Magazine, we're, we're, we're truly grateful for you joining us this morning. We wish you all the best efforts there in North Carolina, and hopefully I'll be able to catch your presentation at a conference soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much. The honor and pleasure have been mine, sir. Thank you so much.